show for you. We just heard Velvet Starlings and coming up next, uh, I'm going to be speaking with Christian Gisborne, who is the lead singer and the guitarist and the keyboardist of the band. And we just heard the song She Said, She Said. And uh, that's just a little glimpse of the band and what they're doing. We're going to be talking a lot about uh, the scene, how he got into psychedelia and, of course, uh, all the exposure that he is getting. So, lots to get to. But, before we do that, uh, I'm going to play one more song. And that's going to be Technicolor Shakedown off of their debut album, Technicolor Shakedown. So, um, enjoy this. And uh, I'll see you on the flip side uh, as we talk with Christian Gisborne from the band Velvet Star. <laughs> Turn it up. 
greatest in music and i've been uh super excited for my next guest uh velvet starlings as we just heard uh the song um technicolor shakedown um very excited to talk to uh christian gisborne uh from the band he's the singer guitarist keyboard and all around great hair guy uh as we discussed earlier <laughs> Let, let's real quick talk about your hair um do you just wake up having just great hair? You know, like like a lot of people, they make their hair and they and it's very contrived. You know, uh, is your hair contrived? Um, I try my best to make it all look crazy, but last night I took a shower, went to bed, and haven't looked in the mirror up until right in this point where I can see myself <laughs> in the thing, and I'm realizing it's looking a bit like uh, what's his face. The penguin in the Gotham TV show where it's like pointing up, but it's going out there and it's going over here and over there. So, yeah, this was an accident. <laughs> it's very becoming, but don't, don't get me wrong. It's very becoming of you. And it really shapes kind of your sound and, and what you guys are doing right there with Velvet Starlings. And by the way, let me give you guys a plug, velvetstarlings.com. Uh, this is a website and, of course, a name of the band that uh, you have to look out for because I found you guys and I was completely floored with your sound. Absolutely loved it. And wanted to talk to you a little bit about psychedelia. Um, that is kind of what I guess people are looping you into. Um, but for me, it's kind of like a hybrid of like um, the hives. Uh, oh, the hives. Yes. Oh, Swedish. Sweden. Alephaleomphus. <laughs> yeah, I love the hives. The hives are one of my favorite bands like around. I was just uh, my drummer, Foster. He just, we got in uh, to... Cause we just played a show on Saturday and um, he got, I got in and he was on the couch and he was like, bro, you got to check out this band, The Highs. And I was like, dude, one step ahead. I got all four albums on vinyl. You got to start rocking ass to them. And uh, yeah, I love The Highs. They're like one of those bands where they almost like, like there's no pedals even. It's just 
amp distortion, and you can tell, like, when they play, they try and break their strings on every song. It's, like, their goal. And they have the awesomest suits. And uh, But they definitely got some psychedelia in their music. Like, especially, uh, what's that record? The third record, the Black and White album, a song, Won't Be Long, where there's, like, reverbed out strings going on in it and stuff. And they definitely chip. They, they have that, you know, garage rock, intense punk feel, but with the that psych element, which yeah. is, yeah, like you're drawing the connection to Velvet Starlings. I think for Velvet Starlings, our sound is definitely, you know, we want to be fast and punk because we've been trying to play, uh, you know, getting with the, the OC scene and house shows and stuff like that and getting a bit more punk rock because our last two releases, they're definitely 60s influenced, but there's not as much distortion going on but on this new record our debut album technicolor shakedown i actually did it in my living room so i recorded everything myself with one microphone which meant that recording the drums was really really hard and uh so i have like vocal distortion going over uh, like preamp distortion going over every single thing like the drums the organs everything so it's really really crunchy but uh I think that's the sound we're going for. We actually have our next record done, and that we we finished it before that record, but we don't want to put it out in COVID because you know like you can't tour it, people aren't going to be as into it. So we saved it, and I did another one, and that is Technicolor Shakedown, and that's going to be coming out in the next couple months. And you play the title track, I guess, pretty recently. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, very cool. Um, uh, really enjoy, enjoyed the sound and, uh, you, uh, you just played a live show. Now, was this your first live show in, since like last year? Uh, take me through that. So yeah, like, let me think. A year and a half ago, we were gearing up. It was like that one weird week where everyone was like, we were gonna, we had these flights to South by Southwest. We finally got on official. We had, great escape all this awesome stuff going on and then it all got destroyed with covid and it was the freaking worst year and then just a couple days ago our guitar player ashton he was like hey dudes the asb president is wondering if we could play at the high school barbecue at 12 in the morning and we were like oh yeah why not let's play a show and uh, there were masks and everything but uh, that was really fun. And then we had a little mini house party on Saturday. And it was a pretty fun time. And uh, we're actually going to be playing at Santa Monica Pier this Saturday. So that's going to be fun. And I think shows... Now, I think Biden just said that everyone this morning is eligible for the vaccine now. So all ages. So I think things are going to be looking up, at least by fall. Or the end of the summer. So, yeah. Right. And just like the vaccine, you are now for all ages. You know what I mean? So uh, it really works out uh, quite tremendously. You know, the, you you seem young. And and I just want to know, how did psychedelia come into your life? Because, I mean, psychedelia is not something that we all, like, search for. You know what I mean? It's, you know, I grew up kind of with it, with the doors, you know, of course, here in Los Angeles, them being an extremely influential. So they were always around, uh, you know, with me growing up. But uh, I'm just curious how psychedelia came into your life. 
So let's start at the beginning. So first off, I'm 17 years old, so I've not experimented with psychedelia, you know, taking a trip into another dimension just yet. But uh, I don't plan to for a minute. One day, maybe. But uh, I feel like right now, you know, the lights and the music itself can give me that feeling at the moment. So basically, when I was like six years old, I heard I'm the Walrus for the first time. And I'd like, I saw all these words and I didn't even understand what they were. I would see like, you know, elementary penguin singing Hare Krishna, all this stuff. And I didn't know what any of the words meant. So I'd try and look up what these phrases meant and I'd get definitions full of words I didn't even understand. And it was this weird feeling of listening to the music with all the strings and all the stuff happening where I had never heard anything like it. And then I got into Tomorrow Never Knows and all that stuff. Because I feel like a lot of the people, when the Beatles were coming out, they heard the Beatles do it, I want to hold your hand. And then psychedelic stuff happened. It was like, whoa, this is weird. And then they were on to, you know, Abbey Road, jamming, getting into the million different genres. But for me, I heard that psychedelic stuff. And I said, I want more of this. Who else does this? And then I got into the doors, you know, and I, I became a huge Ray Manzarek fan. I worship him. And then I got into playing keys. And uh, then you find out that, you know, psychedelia didn't die in the 60s. There's a million rock and roll bands who are out right now. But, you know, King Gizzard, Taj Siegel, OCs, Frankie and the Wishfingers, so many awesome bands right now doing that same sound. And, uh, yeah, I'm just a huge fan of... That's another thing, is uh, trying to create something new. Because uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of bands that love the 60s and I, for a while I was like I want to get the exact sounds and just pretend I'm in the 60s and then you realize like with the OCs what they're able to do or King Gizzard all these bands they took you know punk the energy and the feelings and the rawness and all that crazy stuff and then took the psychedelic aspect and the colors and the, the positivity of it and they mixed it and it's this crazy weird thing that I don't think really existed until the 2000s the idea of psych punk and if it did it didn't fully it wasn't fully manifested and created until the 2000s and i feel like we finally found a place where we fit in and uh, i'm just really excited to finally get our music out there and because uh, we have stuff out there but it's a lot more it's weird because back in the day you know if you didn't have money and experience with recording you ended up sounding like the Sonics where you have badass distortion because, you know, you just have to use one mic. And if you want to hear the vocals, you better put the the amp closer to the, the microphone. But nowadays, it's like the opposite where the less you have, the less gear you have, and the less experience you have, you sound almost too good and overproduced because computers are so awesome now. And you're gonna, everything's gonna have a studio sound because there's gonna be no reverb. As opposed to back then, they're like, how can we get the studio sound? We don't have enough money for it. Now it's like, you do it in your room and everything sounds, there's like no reverb. You hear it, it's a totally different thing. But, uh, yeah, I think this new record is really garagey and I'm really excited for it. Yeah, it seems that you are, and uh, everything that you guys are doing is being endorsed. You guys are being welcomed by so many people. I saw that you you hosted a Tower Records Live uh, event, and I mean, I'm like, wow. That I mean, that's a major endorsement. Tell me about that. Oh, that was super fun. Got to go 
on the live stream with Whitney Moore. She's super cool. She likes all the psych bands talking about temples and foxygen. And, uh, it was fun because I, I, uh, over COVID, you know, I've always had vinyl and stuff and I have a, a record player that I got for Secret Santa a couple of years ago and it was a really cheap one. One of those ones where if you have a nice record, you don't put it on there because you're going to mess it up. But over COVID, I got real, specifically the Bank King Gizzard. I, I've given them like a thousand dollars of my money over COVID, uh, getting all the weird pressings. Actually, we were just practicing on Thursday, I think. And I set an alarm, but we were in the middle of a song and I missed it and they sold out in like three minutes. <laughs> Their new record. But, uh, yeah, it was super fun on Tower Records, you know, bringing up the collection, talking about, different records that matter to you and also just the fact that vinyl like i heard in december i think it was the week of the end of november to the first week of december vinyl made more money that week in 2020 than it had in 30 full years since 1990 which is crazy to me that means that like it's totally coming back it's back and uh you know rock and roll is on its way back to the front it is. And, and, you know, people say rock and roll is dead, and I am not that guy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's around, you know what I mean? It's just taking on so many different life forms. You know, it's it's not the rock and roll that I remember, but it's still rock and roll, you know? And there's tons of bands paving the way. thing that always gets me, too, is... You know, there's, they're always saying that there are no bands left. There are no bands out there. And I'm like, well, you're just not looking hard enough. You know, not everything is going to be spoon fed to you, which is why I created this program. You know what I mean? I was like, I, people need to know that there's all these other cool bands out there, such as Velvet Starlings, which by the way, check them out, velvetstarlings.com. Highly encourage it. Love their music. I've been playing it. Uh, also, I think you're the perfect person, um, to answer this question, especially with rock and roll and, and whatnot. And that is, I don't know if you saw this or not, uh, or if you're familiar with Saturday Night Live, but there's a guy on there named Pete Davidson. Okay. And I just found out that he's been tapped to play the role of Joey Ramone, um, for a Ramones biopic. And I love the Ramones. Um, they're one of my all time favorite bands. Uh, I, I love their covers specifically. Uh, Needles and Pins is perhaps one of my favorite um, covers by them. And, of course, uh, Backpage is uh, another one of uh, my favorites uh, by them. But, uh, you know, that led me to think that if you could play anybody in uh, a musical biopic, who do you think you you would uh, be suited for? Me, myself? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. Like, it. It would have to be someone, huh, I have no, who do you think? Let me ask you, let me turn it around. Yeah, 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 well, I mean, first and foremost, you, you kind of have a Edward Sheeran, like, like, face and vibe to you, so I could totally see you doing something like that, um, but, uh, if, if we were to go, like, way back in the day, um, and, and not not contemporary, uh, it would have to be probably um, somebody from like um, like Jefferson Airplane. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> You'd probably, yeah. you, I, I, I could mean, see you I'd in the band down. over there. <laughs> I'd have to lose some weight, but uh, I mean that would be sick. 
I mean, there's a lot. I, I, I think I just gotta get the haircut. I, I, I mean, some of those people, like Pete Davidson, that's gonna be, I think he's, you know, all he needs is the, the black wig. Yeah. And he's gonna turn into him. So, that's gonna be sick. Yeah, that's I, that's a hard one. I, I'd have to think about that. No worries. You 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 can, take a minute. you can always retort on um your uh TikTok which I did see and I did check out and uh I highly encourage people to go check out your TikTok which is tiktok.com at Velvet Starlings uh I, I I stoked it out and uh I I noticed that you are into um celery juice and, and mm-hmm. making celery juice which is perfect by the way if you want to lose weight uh I'm assuming <laughs> but is that an LA thing to, to juice? Uh, is that an LA thing? Well, here's the thing. It all goes back to this dude, Anthony, the medical medium. And, uh, he, I think he's like friends with Gwyneth Paltrow, or, or Gwyneth Paltrow talks about all sorts of celebrities have been talking about it, but he's a, a clairvoyant who, uh, basically gets his information about health from spirits and angels and, the stuff, and it's the stuff where it's like, it could go either way. It could be totally full of crap, or, you know, you listen to him and you see all these doctors are copying him, and he has all these awesome books where he talk, he's not saying anything crazy, he's not saying go buy my stuff. He's just saying, essentially, you know, you should drink this, you should eat that, you gotta stop eating that, and it works for him, and it works for his, like, thousands and thousands of people, and because of that, Jeff Bezos is capitalizing on it and selling, you know, celery really cheap. I mean, it's not like Anthony has a deal with the celery. Have you seen Portlandia? There's that no. episode where Steve Buscemi, he, they have like a, like each fruit. And I think he's like a celery dude or something like that. And there's like a whole mob. To, it's super funny. Portlandia is like my favorite TV show. But uh, yeah, back, back to that celery. I mean, yeah, it's become an L.A fad but it is a real thing and uh if it i mean if you juice any vegetable like you were to take some grass and drink it that's going to be better than anything you're going to find at you know mcdonald's so i don't know their mcflurries are pretty good and their chicken mcnuggets are pretty good so that's that's true that's true (laughs) yeah it's definitely not tasty okay actually funny you should mention that that tiktok uh, I only did it because there's this song by this band Slothrust that I'm a huge fan of. And, uh, they have a song called Juice. And I was like, oh man, I'm making juice. I'm going to use a sound for the first time. And I just, yesterday, we're, we're doing this thing, uh, for, I think it's with Vox Amps through Rooster Teeth. We're playing two songs for this pre-recorded thing on Wednesday. And I have to try and get a COVID test before we can do it. But on the bill is this band Slothrust that I just found out last night. And I have, I like bought their shirt on Black Friday and I'm like a mega fan and I just found out they're going to be playing acoustic. So I'm super excited for that. But yeah, they got a song called Juice. You got to you got to make them juice and be like in honor of juice I brought you some juice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Are you going to wear their shirt? I have to. I'm actually looking at it right now on the other <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> I'm definitely like I, I want to wear something like this but it's good. It's too too good an opportunity to pass out. So <laughs> that's cool. I love I love how enthusiastic you are about music and about bands. Um, that is uh, such a, a, a heartfelt. You know what I mean. Uh, you really enjoy the music and and you really look like 
you really are having fun with what you are doing. And it, it resonates because I saw that you guys are now officially endorsed by Ernie Ball. Yeah! Oh, man. That was really cool to find that out um, a couple, that was like almost a year ago now, or like nine months ago. Uh, I got really into St. Vincent, and well, actually, really, the order was, because uh, most people, they find out about Slater Kinney through... Uh, you know, Portlandia, because Carrie's now a super major star. But I actually had never seen Portlandia. And I went to see this band Starcrawler uh, and Skating Polly and Lily at the Fonda. And I met this guy there, and I was like, you know, we were waiting in the line because I was there for a while. And I said, hey, dude, you got any tickets to see any band that I've seen? He was like, yeah, I'm going to see Slater Kinney next month. And I was like, oh, he's cool. And I sound like a total idiot. <laughs> and... uh I, I find out, like, I, I went and I was looking at their place, like, oh, I'll listen to this band. And I got way too freaking into them. And they were, like, my favorite band, and I would, like, play drums to them all the time. And uh, then I found out that she was a girl from Portlandia, and I was like, whoa, no way. And I started watching that show all the time. And uh, then I found out St. Vincent did their new record. And because I remember seeing the St. Vincent guitar, Jack White was playing it on SNL, like, a couple years ago. And then we tried to find out, I wanted to get one of those guitars, and started talking to this guy Tim at Ernie Ball, and they said, you know, would you like to start playing some Ernie Ball stuff, get a, a nice little discount on the string? And it was like, hell yeah! <laughs> so, I've been rocking out the St. Vincent at every show, it's like my favorite guitar, it's got locking tuners, so you play a chord, oh, yeah. you bend, it doesn't go out of tune, that's the life. And then the Paradigm Strings, the unbreaking strings. It's like so many things I just don't have to worry about anymore. <laughs> so, but yeah, the Ernie Ball, they are where it's at. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm super glad that they found you and you found them and um, you're being endorsed by them. Very cool. Um, you know, uh, again, thank you so much for tuning in and, and coming on the show. Um, you know, again, when I found you guys, I was just like, who are these guys? I need to talk to them. And, uh, two months later, here you are, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of deal. But, um, thank you so much for, uh, coming on the show. Truly, truly appreciated. And, uh, I want you guys to truly appreciate the van. Uh, velvetstarlings.com is their website. And of course, find them on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I'll have all the links on the show notes. Now, the last song that we are going to leave with is going to be Back of the Train, which, by the way, love the riff. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a simple riff. And sometimes I, I think people, you know, why riffs don't work is people overthink it. This, this riff just seemed very simple and just very, just, just quick, quick witted, you know, uh, for lack of a better term. Can you tell me a little bit about how that riff came about and uh, a little bit about the song? Uh, back of the train, um, that riff, it just kind of happened a long time ago, too. I had to have been in, like, eighth grade, but just messing around with it for a while. That was part of the whole thing with Pacific Standard Time. That was supposed to be our debut album, and then we were like, oh, we can't put it out right now. So it was like, okay, let's go into the, the back pocket, the voice memos, and check out what we got going. And, uh, back of the train, it just turned into this song, and now it's going to be the first single um, I don't know with the with that song. 
a lot of it came together in the recording process to like uh it was one of the first songs i was experimenting with the vocal distortion trying to get that that sonic sound where it's a, in the bridge there's a point where like my voice cracked and i was looking around I was like oh crap should we just keep that in let's just go because I, I was like the only way i'm going to be able to do this is if i get up out of bed i record all of it and then it's done and then next song next song and a lot of the things, some of the songs even like came together fully in the recording process. So it was a really weird time. And it was pretty recently too. It was in like November. So, uh, yeah, I like that. I like when stuff, you know, it, oh, the sound has, there's a time and a place and then it's done. And then you put it out there like the Beatles. They, they would just write it, get it on the, the recording and it's out there into the world. So. Yeah, that you. I I love your brain. <laughs> you got you got some good thoughts and uh, some real good clarity uh, happening uh, with what you guys are doing. Again, uh, my guest has been Christian Gisborne uh, from the band Velvet Starlings. Make sure to go check them out. Uh, Check out everything that they're doing. It's uh, really cool, really fun. And uh, if you're in Santa Monica this week, uh, make sure to go check them out there. And I'm sure you're going to be having uh, tons more shows. And, uh, again, for that, make sure to just log on to velvetstarlings.com to get all the uh, info. I can't wait to see you guys live. Um, uh, it's going to be one of the first, you're going to be like one of the first bands. Uh, hopefully I get to see, uh, when, when my schedule works out perfectly. So, uh, make sure to go check them out. And, uh, of course, um, I will have all the links on enter the shell.com. Uh, the last song again that we talked about, uh, is going to be back of the train. And, uh, thank you again for, uh, tuning in and, uh, thanks again. We're gonna... Thanks so much for having in this world of self time So catch the back of the train And I'll hit you in a wild man So find that version of fate That's why I'm taking that time At the back of the train
Hey guys, thanks again so much for tuning in. Truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, as always, uh, log on to entertheshell.com on the show notes and, uh, check out, uh, you know, all the bands that I've interviewed, such as Velvet Starlings and get in touch with them. Highly, highly recommend it. And hey, since you're already on entertheshell.com, you can take a look at all my streaming platforms that I am available on. Go ahead and click that subscribe button and uh, never miss a show. Also, since you're there, I do have a donation button. I love doing the show, and of course, I love helping out young talent such as Velvet Starlings. But all that comes with the price, whether it's for server space or just I need gear, you can help me out. As the Beatles say, we always get by with a little help with our friends. And I could truly use some help if you would just click that donation button and uh, donate whatever you can. Now, I know times are tough. And because of that, if you don't have money, I totally get it. However, you do have social media. And if it would be who of you to go ahead and share the link on Enter the Shell and let them know that you are listening to the program and let them know that, uh, you know, there's some really cool music out there. So if you don't have money, just share the link. I would be very humbled uh, if you would do that as well. And if you want to do it all, go ahead. <laughs> I would love you even more. Uh, but as always, thank you for tuning in and uh, thanks for being a part of the program. And as always, I will see you next time. And thanks for listening.